This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Cody, is that you? I'm back, guys. (laughs) I live. What's it been, years? Oh my gosh. I got so sick. Um, I know that a lot of the listeners you know, have been in quarantine for the past two years, <laughs> like <laughs> just keeping our groups small, our world's tiny, not interacting a lot. And now we're starting to break free and we're starting to get back out there. And I got a cold and it should have not been a big deal, but it lasted two weeks. I delved really bad. I lost my voice for several days. I got a sinus infection. You had that smoker's cough going. Oh my gosh. It was just, (laughs) it was so awful. And I had to take two rounds of antibiotics. It was like, this thing was never going to go away. Jeez. I literally felt like I had a plague. Not COVID though. Not COVID. COVID negative through this whole thing. It was just normal just normal like not even the flu just a normal cold that i don't know everything that you're describing about it really makes me suspect yeah yeah well <laughs> no, every I'm time kidding. i went in she got tested like an olympic athlete yeah <laughs> they're like are you sure you're clean this like, is not covid like clipping her toenails yeah. and tested grinding those up and testing those it was ridiculous mm. but she's back i'm back and I we're f- gonna have a lot to catch up on i feel so good i'm so full of it it's yeah. just life <laughs> i survived <laughs> survive for another day i did yeah and then and then we had thanksgiving and i might have been able to like i i healed up like right before thanksgiving i might have been able to do a podcast but it was thanksgiving we it all was needed the holidays. that break you know that like post-dinner coma that extends into the next day right <laughs> <sighs> well speaking of comas yeah so what's been going on guys well we got the bad news this week the one animated film that i was looking forward to rumble was finally taken off of life support by paramount the monsters wrestling <laughs> why not animated yeah. movie yeah, what, what else would they do that's a good point it's pg godzilla let's that, let this happen that, that's that's actually a perfect way to describe it so yeah, yeah. it's uh going to paramount plus now womp, no theatrical womp, release womp. it just i mean they've had a lot of success with paw patrol and with clifford mm-hmm. why on earth are they doing this like it just it makes no sense unless they're really they're, looking to shut down their theatrical division. Their streaming numbers are terrible. I mean, I don't know anybody that actually has, like, says, I have Paramount+. Plus. I've never heard that those words spoken by anyone. Right. No. The only time <laughs> may, we got I've heard it. the word spoken, what is Paramount+. Plus? Yeah, what is, yeah. You, may have, you may have accidentally backed into it because you were on, like, Amazon Prime or Roku. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, well, I have to admit, we got it for the SpongeBob movie for, like, a week, and then it was oh, okay. gone. <laughs> yeah. But desperate times. the numbers aren't the same. It was desperate I mean, times. Disney Plus has Disney branding on it, so it's easy right. to sell. HBO Max has had major releases on it. So yeah. every film, they add a few more and a few more and a few more. And now we're seeing that it's drastically affecting grosses. We're going to see that with Matrix at Christmas, where oh, yes. Matrix films oh, yes. are a guaranteed $60 million opening, $70 million opening, and it's going to fall way behind the pack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to all the booking strategies at Christmas in a bit, but HBO Max definitely, definitely hurting some of these films. Yeah, and then consistent sixty-five percent plus drop-off with every one of these films, <laughs> except for except for King Richard, which we reviewed today, which just didn't make any money the first week, so it couldn't drop off. <laughs> yeah, drop off to nothing. <laughs> drop off from nothing to even less. Like yeah. they were handing people tickets outside the theater. <laughs> Please come in. 
Watch our movie. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, so that one was kind of a bummer. But otherwise, these last few weeks, we've kind of been seeing some good positive things happening in theaters, it seems. Yeah. Things move in. I mean, that's not... We would like to have something PG in February of next year, but there's already like 12 releases in February. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. would, well, in case you didn't know, February is the shortest month of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through the January schedule and I'm like, oh no, we're back to like one release, not even super wide. Not every theater is going to get it. This Christmas product better be good because it's going to hold some theaters through most of January until Morbius probably at the end of the month. Right. I mean, I think Sony will go wide on Morbius, but uh, other than that, I don't think the other stuff is is very wide at all. And then, then all of a sudden February hits and it's like a brick wall of content and you're just like a jungle. You're just trying to hack your way through that. There's no. so much in February. It's crazy. Not yeah. one of those can't be in January. Just yeah. give it a chance. You would think so. I mean, we'll go through this after the first of the year, but the way this looks is just, it's amazing. It's, it's October, but there's no like A plus titles. Yeah, there's no big. They're all <laughs> middle of the ground. Like maybe this will do good. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I have to have a screen for it. I, I don't mean, know. There's Moonfall. There's Jackass. There's Death on the Nile. There's there's all sorts of recognizable titles. Right. But they're not like A plus titles. No. Like I could go through each one. Like like Moonfall. Like it's just a disaster movie that with no cast in it that you would recognize. And then Death on the Nile. Yeah, I'd never heard of Halle Berry before. Come on. Halle Berry's been regulated to streaming movies. Let's be honest. She's not the big draw that she ever, if she ever was. Kyle, keep her distracted while I look at this cast on this movie. I'm going to name everyone on this cast. Halle Halle Berry is more in like the icon stage and less of uh, movie stardom in her career. I'll I'll give you that much. Like, I I think even like younger audiences know of Halle Berry, but they're not watching Halle Berry. She just signed a Netflix streaming deal. She has abandoned ship. Have you ever heard of Josh Gad? Oh, yeah. Like everybody's like. Have you ever heard of Donald Sutherland? I didn't even know Josh Gad was in that. Yes. Have you ever heard of Michael Pena? (laughs) Have you ever heard of Charlie Plummer? Or all of these. Well, I've never heard of Charlie Plummer, so. (laughs) Have you ever heard of Patrick Wilson? I've heard of them all. Yeah. Not, yeah. not Patrick one Wilson. is like okay, he's great. Like six. The, when you say Patrick Wilson, I'm like, ooh, Aquaman. <laughs> That's the only movie hey, I remember him hey, from. Someone and I know else he's says in Conjuring, but come on, he someone was, else says the same there's thing. There's no one it's in this fair. movie. He's in Aquaman. There's like, there's like ten billion dollars worth of box office sales in this movie. Mm, Olaf is in none this of movie those people. Yeah, but it's, who wants to actually look at Josh Gad? Come on, who don't you don't know? You can laugh with him. You don't have to look at him. He is a snowman, and that's it. Maybe he's LeFou. There could be something coming out of that. Who knows? (laughs) But anyway, it is it is for the most part those um, second tier titles. I guess not not the A tier. Death on the Nile still has some controversy around some of the actors. Yeah, there's Ambulance, and that's like a heist movie. I know it has Jake Gyllenhaal in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think he's a huge draw someone, there's none of it someone that, who's unfamiliar or uh, unrecognizable well i'm just saying like that none of them are huge draws like there's nothing sure. that there's nothing that screams blockbuster or event film and that's what we're seeing is successful right now it's mm-hmm. getting people out and getting them back to the theater these are all i'm sure great films and they're gonna do some business but they're just not going to be that like oh i really that event type picture i don't think we're gonna get that until march yeah. yeah, Morbius yeah. possibly could get some excitement. And yeah, then, and then 
I'm hoping the Batman. My hope for Morbius is that it acts like. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My hope for Morbius is that it's like a Venom that maybe at first you're like, oh, who wants to watch this? But then it, and then it just kind of hits the cultural zeitgeist and there's something really fun about it. And maybe not because Jared Leto takes his role so seriously and doesn't have fun like like what we saw with Venom, but I'm hoping it maybe plays the <laughs> success like the secret success of Venom. Got. I don't know. I just saw him in House of Gucci, and I could that that could be a role <laughs> alone that could prove that to be wrong, that he really? has fun with something. I, could see I mean, not it's by accident, of course. But. Oh, <laughs> well, see, and he's not the, he's not the lead in House of no, Gucci. No, he's not. No. I'm thinking more of like when he takes it seriously because he's the lead type sure. of thing. Uh, no, I get what you mean. I think with Morbius, it's going to be a spectacle aspect to it because of spider-man no way home i feel like fans are really gearing themselves up to thinking those two movies are connected maybe they are maybe they aren't i don't know but i bet there's going to be a curiosity factor hopefully there it is because even in the trailer the character morbius mentions venom so i think it's venom there's you know michael keaton who might be playing a villain from the first spider-man movie i think there's some like tie-in there's a sh- shared universe here that they're kind of adjacent to yeah marvel stuff that they're creating yeah. so i think that alone is going to be the seller not jared leto <laughs> yeah no i'm by no means think jared leto is the draw there right, right. i just no i just hope he goes maximum actois like i put him in the same same realm as like <laughs> matthew mcconaughey and nicholas cage like he has that crazy side of him mm-hmm. where you can just go off and he he may just you know be the reason that this movie is successful even though he's not the main draw right because he may go off the rails with this yeah no <laughs> i do com- which i completely after seeing him. house of gucci i think he could do it because right. <laughs> he, he, he was mo- one of my favorite parts and superhero he vampire have been. <laughs> Kyle really wants to talk about this movie. I know we're gonna get to it. No, we'll get we'll get to it. (laughs) I just I it it was just a nice comparison to have at my disposal. I I do have some expectation for Morbius, but but moving into December though, which Mm -hmm. I can't I mean I can't believe it. We're in December. Where did November go? I think I like missed November being. You did. You were sick. And then all of a sudden it's like Christmas, and I'm like I'm not ready. Yeah. You and everyone else. Luckily, I. I think that I have most of most of my December plotted out already. I and I've had since since October, since before October. I when I was putting all those bazillion October movies in, it was really easy to be like, oh, there's a little, here's a few November ones, and how does that play into December? And so I've kind of had this mapped out in my mind for months now but it's really coming to fruition everything's becoming more clear now and and shockingly i I knew spider-man was going to be big and that had always been on for all my locations i was going to play that my plan even back in october was always to play spider-man on one screen like say in a twin and um and scene two. So Spider-Man was always my number one booking. That went everywhere. And then next screen was going to be like scene two. Sure. And then the third screen, I had always picked Matrix because Warner's is really good at marketing and Matrix is a big franchise and having brought back original cast to it, it was going to be a big deal. And so I had Matrix three and then I had Kingsman four and then all the other stuff, you know, as as I could get it. Journal for Jordan as I could get it. American Underdog as I could get it. Right. 
And then they threw licorice pizza in and I will see where I, if I even have room. Cause now I'm like five, six movies deep into probably the same with nightmare alley. Yeah. And then yeah. nightmare alley and then searchlight out and now seeing that now I'm like seven movies yeah. deep. So do I take nightmare alley well, every, every and, or do I take has, licorice pizza? Every theater has, you know, eight to 12 screens, right? Yeah. Every oh, single one. All of them. Yeah, it's, of course they would. There's a standard in the industry that every yeah. theater has to have 12 screens, right? right. <laughs> it's in the fine so you print have plenty, somewhere. plenty of room to play all these films Should. when they release 10 films in, in a three-week period. Yeah, stands to reason. Oh, wait, that's not the case. No. Oh. No, that's not the case. And you have to open films on multiple <laughs> screens right. to accommodate the uh, mass influx of audiences yeah. so you can make money. So that's kind of what <laughs> happened. Obviously, I had too many, but you could you could see where my priorities were. Yeah, even back even back before, and then we get close. It's December. Tickets on sale for Spider Man have went on sale now. Now, usually when you do tickets on sale, just for some insight, they're usually like sometime in the morning. Like they, you have to ghost out your show times till say like nine a.m. Eastern time, and then they can go live, and you can you can. Sh- uh, you can start selling and it and it's to create some consistency in the marketing and so people aren't rushing out yep. but sony for whatever reason i think people just didn't really think about this made tickets available at 1201 a.m on monday and so sunday night so sunday night 1201 a.m it could go but i think that that was just they forgot to add the time in so it was just kind of an oversight at at midnight, the tickets were selling out. People had figured out the tickets could go on sale at midnight. Oh, they were waiting all night. But <laughs> but it was the consumer. It was the theater. The theater yeah. was like, I because really, pre-sales have not been great since the pandemic. No, like, we've seen locate or films that could, if you're a successful theater and you could do $4,000 worth of pre-sales on a film, yeah. we're seeing that same film at that same theater right now do maybe 400 yeah it was I mean, way it's not down even a show and it's i mean it's 10 percent or less of what i had was. theaters just barely even putting tickets on sale the it's week of it was opening it was becoming not a priority because they just weren't weren't selling them sure and and so there were a few theaters that had a, a had it available but really they weren't i mean it, it was early it was um the first you know still in november so they weren't even thinking spider-man tickets on sale yet they you know that usually happens the week of or the week, two weeks before. This was so far in advance that no, it was just not on our radar, really. No, this was like when but, they did Star Wars tickets four months ahead of time. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. But the, but the, but the consumer was on it, and this is where not. I want to say we missed the boat. We just didn't see the enthusiasm for it. Well, no, it's the first time this has yeah. happened. You have to. We're gonna go through these growing pains as an industry. We're like, oh yeah, we actually have. A film that's a- going to do one hundred million dollars, so Cody has to watch a Jimmy Stewart movie. And <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Did about you see the, the projections from Screen Dollars? Uh, no, I, one, I missed it. One fifty-five to like two ten. It was something. No, crazy. that was box office. Box office. Sorry. Yeah. Whatever. But it was a massive number. Right. I mean, that's twice, nice to see. Double what Venom did. Yeah. <laughs> so, and box. So even if it does does half of what they expect. Right. Cody's watching a movie. Box office is uh, a partner with NATO and they mm. do these projections and they are so widely off. I feel like, I feel like these people don't have never managed a theater or even worked in a theater. They have no concept of it. So we're, we always kind of laugh at their projections and, and they had like $150 million opening for Spider-Man. And I was like, I, I think it's. I don't think it's going to be that much. I think we're looking at the one ten to one twenty. It's certainly going to break a hundred million. I think. But but yeah, yeah, that's the point. It's going to break a hundred million. 
Yeah. I mean, fair it, enough for theaters. It like, might have not... break it before we get there yeah. with the way pre-sales are going. It's not going to break it with pre-sales. Get out it's going to break it. Yeah. I mean, even I, as a fan of this stuff and like look into these types of fandoms, yeah. did not expect this type of reaction. Like I knew no. the Spider-Man fans were crazy about this movie and even I was shocked to hear about how right. well these so, tickets were selling out. So at 12.01, they started started trying to like buy out tickets and, and AMC um, website crashed, mm-hmm. Fandango's website crashed. A lot of these sites crashed. And so these people were looking for tickets somewhere and some of our exhibitors were caught off guard getting like, can we put tickets up? I'm like, yeah, you could put them up. But nobody, I'm sure thought 12 midnight needed to have tickets on sale, but, no. but luckily um, we saw so much enthusiasm. We did great on our pre-sales. A lot of locations have sold out all of Thursday nights, uh, early shows um, and most of Friday already and wow. some of Saturday. So it, I mean, that weekend feasibly almost could be sold out by the time we actually get there in some spots. It's crazy how how many tickets have been sold. I've been hearing that people have been selling tickets to this movie on eBay for like Nuh-uh. thousands of dollars. Yes. Really? With like $800 uh, shipping fees when it's only an email. Like they're only yeah. going to email them the tickets because it's digital. So I just am like, what is going on here yeah. about this movie? It's insane. I didn't no, love. No, this was, it just falls yeah. into that trap. Like I have a Cheeto that looks like an airplane. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> like I just have to this do this. This chip looks like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited. And I, yeah. and I guess if we looked at the slate of movies that were coming out post pandemic, I'm not surprised this one is caught on. Like it's a Marvel f- um, film. It's, you know, even though it's distributed by Sony, it still has, they've gone and gotten that quality. It's exciting. It's PG-13. It's something accessible to all audiences. I just, I didn't love the Spider-Man movies. I don't, I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I just, his one-off movies are are too much Spider-Man for me. The last one I thought wasn't, it's just too much. I can't, I couldn't get through the whole movie. I don't know what that means, but okay. I like him as like a... (laughs) I like him as a Spider-Man as a, with an exclamation point. A supporting character. Not a character. lead, as a supporting character. Right, like where an he Infinity play, War and yeah, where gotcha. he, he's so yeah. good. He br- breaks so much tension. He brings life to that. But just, it, I don't know, it's just too much of him when it's when he's the lead. Some some characters are better just supporting characters. I do think most people like Tom Holland as Spider-Man, kind of like you. But I yeah. think with this movie, it's more so about the spectacle aspect than the actual right. character itself. Um, oh, for sure. Because yeah. this movie just has so much tie-ins to like the past Spider-Man movies. There's supposed to be this whole multiverse um, scenario that could possibly have implications to the rest of the MCU moving forward. And there is just so much speculation about is Tobey Maguire coming back? Is Andrew Garfield coming back to the point where people are selling thousands of dollars right. for tickets on eBay and people are willing to pay for it? So. I think most people, maybe most people are kind of like you to where they're fine with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Like they like the yeah. movies enough that they're passable. But I think with this one, it's just the spectacle aspect of it. That's really selling For it sure. more than 
yeah, that, that's just how I see it. People are trying oh, yeah. to get back to that pre-pandemic world where we yeah. bought movies and waited in, tickets early and waited in lines. And yeah, that was you had fun. to plug your ears and the people were coming out of the screening before you. <laughs> oh, you're about to say this and this. and uh, <laughs> Stop. Yeah, Kyle's the worst nightmare. Everybody else has dreams about like being in the middle of the ocean or stuck in the woods. And Kyle's, Kyle's like, don't tell me the spoilers. My, my nightmare is to be stuck in a group that has all the spoilers. <laughs> and people just really want to tell you they're very yeah. they're very cody enthusiastic they're about so excited you. i get it yeah <laughs> all right no, just give so, me two hours <laughs> so spider-man what because of this like crazy enthusiasm for pre-sales now has theaters being like i need more spider-man screens this week it's going to be a big film and so man i you know was planning obvious on multiple screens in a lot of locations but like two maybe three now I have theaters coming at me with one, eight, four, sometimes five screens if they could get it, especially that first week. Yeah. And that first week I can accommodate it for five days until, <laughs> until the other movies open. On and the 22nd, I have, yeah. I have yeah. three big films opening on the 22nd. Uh, it's not feasible. Yeah. I've seen, and you're not going to not play a kid's you know, animated movie at Christmas. Nope, skip it. I have, <laughs> I have Kingsman, which from Disney, and... That one, you're like, oh, rated R, it's Kingsman, maybe I could get out of it, but it's still Disney's film. But Disney's going to make sure yeah. you don't but get it's still out gonna of it. Be, and it's still going to be good. It's still going to be a decent performer. Right. I mean, you can't yeah. turn away a screen No, that's going to make I can't tell Disney $15 million. Right. I can't tell Disney no for a film that I that doesn't have anything really wrong with it, like Last Duel did. Like That was pretty obvious that nobody wanted to see that. That yeah. was a different scenario. This is a... This is a real title here that's commercial. I can't really say no. And then we have Matrix. And the only thing I can say negative about Matrix is the day and dating with HBO. I mean, that really is going to... People might stay home for that one. I think no. the no. only... I, I think like Suicide Squad, Matrix will appeal to teenagers and they can't go because of the R rating. So they're going to just watch it at home. So, you're, so you have yeah. a little bit of an issue with that. No, but then you have West Side Story, which yeah. appeals largely to our theater owning demographic like the people that we deal with remember the heyday of musicals and how well they have done in the past yeah we're not in that world right now but no it was easy to tell disney like i'm not really interested in that and, they, and to be honest i don't think west side story was a priority for disney i think kingsman is very much a priority i think that's really? where I think so yeah hmm. i i think they kind of know musicals have haven't done super well they have that, their place and yeah and this is it an old-fashioned film appealing to an older demographic that just isn't going right now i mean older okay. people are not are not going this is a, a young person's game but then you have yeah post-pandemic journal for jordan which is michael b jordan trying to make women cry with his hot body which is yeah. pretty easy to and do it's so, it works. And it's so full <laughs> heartfelt journal that he's leaving for his yeah. child oh yeah yeah, I, yeah. and you know he dies you know he dies know. during this. You're going to make me cry already. Then, I can't then even have... get through the trailer. <laughs> Kurt Warner loving God, his wife, and football. Yeah, America. All, all in equal parts. The, heart, like... the Heartland is enthusiastic for this. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I My my heart is beaten now like you were for Journal for Jordan. I'm already, I might no, cry. No, I'm going to cry. cry. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to our reviews for this week. Are we done with your booking strategies? No. Lots of screens. So what I was going to say was... I'm now have faced with a dilemma of maybe not playing something to give Spider-Man so many screens. And I can't go to a studio and be like, sorry, I can't play you, Warner Brothers, because 
because the theater needs five screens for Sony. I mean, it's just that's been a wrench in the challenge. It's a but it's a really good wrench because it means there's success. I mean, it's like you're trying to find the screen because you know that you're gonna fill it, and so those are always. It's, it's going to be a lot different than in February where I, there's no guarantee I'm going to fill these screens and I'm looking for, and I have to put product on it. They, I just don't know if people are going to go. At least I know people are going to go to all this. Yeah. You're not um, grasping at straws. You're grasping at, you know, yeah. steel beams to build a foundation of success on. That hopefully <laughs> will have to carry me all through January because yeah. there's nothing in January. No. I mean, we've had, and it's a Marvel adjacent title, I suppose. It's not a Disney Marvel title, but it's still Marvel. So it's going to have legs. It's going to do well. Mm-hmm. For a very long time. Yeah. And it's theatrical only. So it is theatrical only. And that makes it so much more exciting. The only one we have to deal with is, is Matrix this month. Yeah. That's a wide release that has any sort of weird component to it. Right. Which is great. So. <sighs> oh, okay. So very excited for Christmas. It's going to be super busy. Get all your stuff pre-programmed. Make sure you have your Spider-Man tickets on sale because they're still selling. Shockingly, it wasn't just that Monday that it came out. They are still selling today it's just yeah a lot of enthusiasm for it okay i've done my two cents okay i apparently while i was in a sick coma dealing with the plague you guys went and saw movies yeah there were movies that came out lots of them so (laughs) So we've got fighting for my life you are enjoying (laughs) so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let kyle do his house of house of gucci and then we're gonna do a quick king richard Encanto and national champions i got a screener of as well oh yeah oh fun so We'll talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kyle, what did you think of House of Gooch? Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) It's Uh, fine. fine. The standouts for me were Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, um, because the movie resolves around uh, the characters that they play and how their marriage um, was great at first, and then it slowly crumbled because of the greed that came into running the Gucci brand. And so it was kind of just sad to see it crumble and to see them kind of be deceitful to not only their family, but to each other. But that's just kind of, you know, part of it was because of the business world. And the other part of it was just because that's kind of how the Gucci's went about doing business, at least what it seemed like in the portrayals in the movie. But it was also just a good performance by all of the actors pretty much. And I even liked Jared Leto, who is just completely in a different movie. Like everyone else is doing like, a pretty solid Italian accent, but he's going Super Mario Bros with it. <laughs> nice. But I kind of liked it because he was funny. Like, he made me laugh. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but he did make me laugh. And his character was also supposed to be kind of the black sheep of the family. They're supposed to empath- empath- ugh, excuse me, empathize with. Empathize? Empathize. Yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> And so I was like, I don't know if this is quite what was supposed to be happening, but I feel for you. Like, I feel bad for when your family is screwing you over like they did. So, yeah, I I thought it did well when it came to showcasing these real-life people, and the performances were all very excellent. But it's just uh, the movie doesn't do a very good job of having a flow, and uh, and that causes it to not be able to give you a full context of certain dilemmas and situations and events um in which you know i i kind of wish would have been done a bit better but otherwise i say it's more of a really actors type of movie Mm -hmm. more so than you know telling a very cohesive story but 
I, I still enjoyed it overall, and Lady Gaga was excellent. Is a that, Star is Born wasn't a fluke. Is that um, an issue with the direction of the movie or just bad editing? Just splicing together scenes because the actors were really good in them rather than that made a story? I want to say editing, but I'm not totally certain. Mm-hmm. I did like the direction in it, although at times it was... It had like this weird grayscale hue in almost every scene, and which I thought was weird because it's a movie about the Gucci's, and you could really up uh, oh, lift up shocking. like that. I would have lush lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Luxury, so the, and, and it does work well in some moments, but for the most part, it has like this weird grayscale. It's just to tone huh. down That's Adam Driver's ugliness. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought Ridley Scott wasn't a fan? Well, but uh, yeah, because I would assume after he put blonde hair on Ben Affleck, he would yeah, think, yeah, like Adam Driver. Thank God, I finally have something to work with. Right. <laughs> I would think that you would have a lot of golds, a lot of rich, te- like tone and color, because it is a. F- I mean, this it's not like the Gucci family had a mine, or you know, this, this is luxury. Ad- this is the Adams family fashion here. This is going through the seventies and the eighties, where it was. Colors. Yeah. High <laughs> high contrast color, luxury fashion. Yeah. Like powerful. You you should be able to get a lot visually from that. I mean, that's one reason why we movies are so powerful is because they're so visually they're a narrative in of themselves. And when you tone yeah. down the color of that, that just loses a whole layer of like of storytelling about this family. So that's unfortunate. I'm yeah, surprised they I took that turn. Agree. Yeah. Um, it, and again, it's in, it's in the most part of the movie. There's some situations where, you know, they're in a Gucci store or they're really need to dress up super nice for an event or something. And then that's really where it comes out. But otherwise it was just very odd choice to yeah downplay the colors of it all. So I don't know. I kind of wish there was more of that. But Lady Gaga was amazing. Yeah. I think she's really showing that, a star, is, a star is born wasn't a fluke and i think she's just doing it right choose the right projects that fit your uh, range and just keep going at it right no nothing I, to lose i think she's in an enviable position because she has a career she has money she has a career she has yeah. has had success she she's known you know for being other things so so the expectation of her for acting is there's not as much pressure and so she can really flourish and she doesn't she doesn't have to be um you know desperate for roles she can really pick and choose where her where she wants to go and i'm sure that you know stars born that probably was tough because that was her first and you didn't know but after people found out that she could act now she she has her pick of things. Cody, are you a big uh, Lady Gaga fan? I am such a Lady Gaga fan. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> tell. Hey. It um, takes, takes I, the pressure off of her so she can really be who she is. Yeah. I mean, she was, I she was don't disagree. She was. <laughs> oh, my God. I get it, Cody. She's great. Yeah. I'm with you. She has a Vegas residency. She doesn't have to do this, Ken. Yeah. She's doing it so that we get a treat. <laughs> All right. Well, are you done gushing so we can go on to the last three reviews we have? Yeah. Uh, I'll Fine. Be, I'll be quick about King Richard because no one went and saw this movie. It's a very good feel-good sports movie. Uh, mostly it's about uh, Venus and Serena Williams' father, Richard Williams, and Will Smith does a great job at portraying him. Um, if you've seen like interviews of him and then see the performance, you're like, oh, wow, that was actually the same dude. Like I don't really see Will Smith in this movie. So that was just the main thing that I really liked was Will Smith's portrayal. Um, I do wish because it was such a feel-good story that they would go into more of the 
I guess I'll say sketchier elements of Richard Williams because it's hinted as sometimes where, you know, he wasn't a good father in yeah. this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Or Earmuffs. He... This guy in real life was an asshole. <laughs> I do uh. wish that stuff could have been delved in a bit more, but I get it because this is supposed to be a movie tributing their father because they're producers on this movie and it's supposed to be a feel-good sport movie. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I just And it still worked for me and it actually made tennis look fun. Um but otherwise, I, I kind of wish more of that could have been explored. But Yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed it. There were some cringy parts where he was being a butthole. <laughs> yeah. Turn it down a little bit. <laughs> when, he, when Richard Williams decides he's maximum Richard Williams and he knows better than Everyone else. agents, coaches, yeah. his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone the sport. in the entire world. <laughs> but, I mean, the character actors in this were amazing. Like, we know Will Smith can do biopics. I mean... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did Ali, which is, I mean, in my top 10 for like powerful films. Yeah. But he, uh, he plays this perfect. And then John Bernthal plays the Florida tennis coach and it blows me He's away. He's amazing. He's right? just maximum salesman. It yes. So good. John Bernthal can do no I wrong. did not know he was in this. And mm-hmm. then he comes out as the guy in the Florida short shorts and the big sunglasses. And I was like, oh, you're like, I'm movie, in. This movie got instantly better yes. just by him showing up. So, <laughs> but it was. It was a good movie. It's just HBO Max killed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's you can't all it put is. up a gross when it's it's for an older audience. I mean, who watches, plays, enjoys tennis? People yeah. over 50. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. If you were part of the younger generation, you'd like pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a real young person thing to totally, say. Totally. Totally. <laughs> all right. My 10-second uh, review of Encanto. Okay. It was great. I didn't get to go because I was sick. Oh. Okay. Well, now it's going to be a 20-second. <laughs> I didn't get to go because I was sick. I went with the kids. They enjoyed it. it. Lots of colors. I'm glad they put... I mean, they could have easily made a movie about a secluded village in the Midwest or Canada, but they put it in South America so you get all the colors, all the animals, all Mm -hmm. the... It was a lot of fun. Uh, There's there's reasons why this didn't do good in certain markets, but Mm -hmm. this was... it's a home run for Disney. Like yeah. they really put together a great movie. It was kind of yep, nice sure. to see that the main characters weren't royalty either. They're just like a family and normal and, you know, and they had special magical powers, but they weren't, but they the, didn't get them because they were royalty. They got them, you know, but it's a for throwback their actions. to all the old stuff. I mean, the, the house is magic. The people can talk to animals. Oh, I mean, the kids a, loved that character. And then the, yeah. and the boys love the really strong girl. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> A sister, a sister or a cousin that was super strong and yeah. she was like massive compared to everybody else and they thought that was hilarious. But I mean, the, the cinema scores or reviews are all there. I mean, yeah. it was a solid movie and it opened in the, the frozen spot. Like that's where it was supposed to do well. But it's just not for all audiences, not for all demographics, mm-hmm. which is which is sad. You know, we'd like it to do better. Yeah. And I it'll play through. It'll be fine. It'll play through until seeing. And I... I'm not as excited about seeing, even though I really like liked the first one. This one just doesn't look. Oh, that like... was the other thing. The music on this was great because it was, uh, what's his face? Oh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Gazuntite. <laughs> <laughs> the music on this was good. It was very reminiscent of an old Disney animated movie, which was yeah. great. Hmm. Nice. And yeah. that's what I'm excited about for Sing too, because right. at least you know all the songs. Yeah. Like this one, you're trying to keep up. Like my brain does not process this fast-paced music <laughs> these, these youngins have nowadays. I feel like thanks I'm, to Miranda, they're like doing the quick sing rapping type thing. And yeah, you're like, feel, slow down. I feel like I'm somebody who grew up like watching 
Young Frankenstein, and then you see the first Judd Apatow movie where it's zing, 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 zing. And you're like, yeah. what is going on? Like, I'm dizzy with trying to figure out what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what it felt like to me a little bit. I'm like, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real, oh, no. Jesus well, moment. <laughs> I think going into Encanto, we knew it was going to play like Coco. Like, we've had enough Disney films with enough flavors that we can kind of pick and choose where we where we think that they'll fall and um and yeah I'm not I don't think anybody's surprised with the way Encanto's been playing it was very much like Coco and Coco was great Coco was like one of the, our favorites in our house that I'm always like are you sure we can't just you know watch Coco because I like the music in it and the characters and yeah and the music in this was much better than Coco and that really? was actually I a really music, like the and that music was actually a music themed movie yeah so yeah no this was much better writing and the fact that Gazuntite uh, was involved was was good too <laughs> <laughs> so what about national champions so national champions is a movie about uh college football players boycotting the national national championship game three days before the game starts because they want equal um representation for players so they want them to have health insurance and pensions and things like that which has been a hot button issue forever with mm-hmm. college football and it was made prior to them allowing the nil which is uh, players to use their own Uh, likenesses to make money so there is a wrinkle in that that it's not accurate as of today sure (laughs) so but um if it's if it's a 20 million dollar budget they spent 18.5 million dollars on three of the actors in the movie one of them being jk simmons 15 million of that going to jk simmons because he blows it out of the water uh little real howry is in it he plays uh, assistant coach he blows it out of the water um, who am I thinking of? The guy that plays Champ Kind in uh, Anchorman. Oh, what is his name? The head of the SEC, and he blows it out of the water. I want to, It's not Vince Vaughn. I know that's it's not, not Rob Corddry. No. It's it's the bald guy. <laughs> oh, I'll try and I'll try and find it. You keep going. But then um, Jeffrey Donovan plays the head of the NCAA, and he blows it out of the water. But that's five actors in a movie that has 35 speaking roles. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it is very obvious when you have great actors and poor actors in a movie like this, this, the tone changes of everything. Well, Jeffrey Donovan is in this movie. So is, is it him? No, no. Jeffrey Donovan plays the head of the NCAA. Oh, okay. So he's the, uh, antichrist in this whole, he's the al pacino this movie. well i don't know the name's not sticking out but there me. is this um this great role for a lady that is the um investigative arm of the ncaa that's trying to end this boycott and it is made for somebody like viola davis mm-hmm. a very strong role played by an african-american woman but yeah. you need somebody dynamic but you need somebody amazing in this role and this lady is such a wet blanket. It is like she has three different monologues. And every time you just want to put a handgun on yourself, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so bad. And it's just like this is this is a, an Oscar role for someone mm-hmm. to come in, step in and just blow it out of the water. And she's just like monotone the whole time. Just like I was a track and field star. And if football players get paid, then I wouldn't have gotten my chance. <laughs> oh, what? Sorry. I fell asleep <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I mean the the other the other actors the ones that the name brand actors that are in this are great. It's it's exactly what you think it's going to be. It's a football movie without any football. So if you're looking forward to any football in this, that's so not the funny because the Go way for American underdog it's, yep. isn't it STX that's distributing yep. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not going super wide. Maybe like 1,200 prints. 
at most on this. So very limited. Like 500. <laughs> yeah, it's very limited. Um, but where I did get it, I'm playing it right into American Underdog. <laughs> well, like, here's my football screen. <laughs> yeah. No. I Someone mean, will come for it, I guess. Why yeah. Not? No, and it's 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 a good movie. It's an interesting take on this idea of what amateurism was mm-hmm. two years ago when the movie was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's changed, obviously, now. I mean, there's there's NCAA football players making more than professional football players in some examples. So, but it's... You know, it's very, very well acted, um, and also the very, actor. also very poorly <laughs> acted at the same time. It's yeah. it's this incredible juxtaposition. I think if you enjoy movies, it's worth seeing for those acting performances. But outside right. of that, oh man, it's just it's such a steep drop off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't seem very surprising. <laughs> All right, we have uh, anything else this week? Yeah. Um. No, I think that wraps it up. Wrapping it up? Wrapping it up. Wow, you just shocked me. I know. I was stunned. I know. Cody doesn't want to talk anymore. She I do. Must, I want to talk so much about booking strategies. But... She must be sick again. I got to get it out of my she's system. Coming up, she's coming down with something, folks. We got to get yeah. out of here. I might do two podcasts next week. <laughs> got to make up. Exactly. We'll, we'll just put her in here and turn the mic on and run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, next week, we've got... Um, West Side Story opening, and we'll have lots of things to talk about that. And National Champions is opening next week, isn't it? Or is yeah. that 17th? Mm-hmm. No, it's next week. 10th. Yeah. We, get a, we get a two weeks before the big stuff yeah. comes out. So Yeah. Oh, <sighs> West Side Story. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm take Kyle to it. We're going to bro out. <laughs> bro <laughs> nice. out West Side Story. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to follow. I need somebody to wake me up I at am. the end of the movie. <laughs> I know you won't go to it. Yeah. I am not, not interested in seeing that. I don't know what my first what my film is going to be at christmas we'll probably end two probably scene two so i can take the boys but jennifer jordan (laughs) maybe that but i'll go that by myself (laughs) with my box of tissues and and i'll be crying by yourself and a a secret adult (laughs) box of wine in the theater there you go (laughs) sorry movie theaters (laughs) serve wine or get out of the way yeah exactly All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com. Uh, check out our website if you're a theater owner or manager need update and accurate information for the upcoming releases and marketing materials to help with your social media promotions of these movies. Yep. Get uh, all your December tickets up for sale. Matrix mm-hmm. goes on sale Monday. So right. if you have those tickets up for sale, make sure you get them down and wait for Monday. Yeah. Mon- <laughs> Monday the 6th, everything can be on sale by then. So yep. get make sure all your tickets are on sale Monday the sixth for your, Christmas. Get your process in place for pre-sales because apparently we're back in pre-sale oh, mode. My gosh, yeah, that was a change. That was a whiplash <laughs> change. Normalcy, huh? Yeah. All right, survive this weekend and get ready for the next three weeks of attendance. Ticket attendance, sales. <laughs> yay! You might have one week. Next weekend might be a little slow, but then attendance. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a good weekend, everybody.